2: or
0: is it for us? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation and happy Monday. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Uh, Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests as well as our most recent podcasts, our most recent op-eds. A really important podcast that I did with Dr. Jill Vecchio uh, just last week and we went through the Declaration of Independence and the Usurpations that the colonists had to put out, the reasons that they were breaking up with King George. And there's some of that stuff happening today, so be sure and listen to that. And then Rick Turnquest has an excellent op-ed, The Path Forward, so be sure and check all of that out. It's great for you to join us. I so appreciate each and every one of you listeners. Uh, live with intention, my friends. We're in a really unique time here. And strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. And I really do appreciate uh, each and every one of you. We've revamped the website just a little bit. It really looks awesome. And we've also put a spot there, if you want to help us in our mission to continue to bring forward truth and search for truth and clarity and look at these issues, as freedom versus force, force versus freedom, uh, I'd appreciate your help and you can contribute there at the website would uh, greatly appreciate that Uh, we are independent voices which is great i i purchased my airtime and uh, one of the reasons that we're on the air is because i get to partner with some really great people and one of those individuals is in studio with me right now and that is karen levine award-winning realtor with remax alliance we've been friends for a long time And uh, I so appreciate your friendship and also your sponsorship of the show.
3: Well, it's my pleasure, and I love um, the conversations that you put out there and... um gets us thinking and helps us to want to maybe delve in a little bit deeper and make a difference.
1: Well, that's our hope, is that we can help people understand these issues and engage in this battle of ideas with our friends and our family and our colleagues. You're also a sponsor of the America's Veterans Stories with Kim Munson, and we brought that over to KLZ 560 here at the beginning of the year. I've interviewed probably 150, 160 World War II veterans, adding in Korea, Vietnam, our other wars and conflicts. Uh, this last week, we had part two of the interview with Don Whipple. He was an Iwo Jima Marine veteran from World War II. And Karen, I so appreciate your partnership with, on that as well.
3: Well, that's an honor.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's something on my heart, and it truly is an honor. Uh, we're going to talk about housing uh, when we get into the third and fourth segment. And uh, housing is a integral part of the American idea. And it's It's really helped the middle class create wealth. And there seems like there's a real assault on that right now, Karen.
3: I think the assault probably happened maybe a decade ago when we weren't paying attention. And now we are suffering the consequences of um, public policy. And we're finding, not just in the Denver metro market, but nationwide, that we have a housing shortage.
1: Yes, and uh, you and I, I we've been talking about it for a while. I, I felt like it was public policy when I was sitting on city council. I could feel this this movement, and you see, what what has happened? Like there's these big meetings for uh, elected representatives: your city council, your mayors, your county commissioners. There's the National League of Cities, which, and and each of these cities pays memberships to. And all these uh, city council people go to these meetings and and these mayors, and uh, we've seen a leftist agenda on that. And here's people that have stepped forward to run for office, many of them very well-meaning, and they kind of get sucked into this public policy thing. And I could feel it when I was on city council, uh, Karen, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But uh, now the veil is off. (laughs) We see what's been happening.
3: Yeah. And I think um, one of the things we've been discussing um, year in and year out over, you know, these last three to five years is the development of large luxury apartments along mass transit and the fact that there aren't ownership units. And um, I think the underlying piece is when they control our housing, they control a lot other things of our day to day living. And when we control our housing, when we are homeowners, we control our destiny and we can make decisions. And when housing's not available, well, you want a roof over your head, so then renting's your only option.
1: And it's really interesting. We've had Randall O'Toole on, Mm -hmm. who is um, an expert on urban land use and transportation. And he said something along the line that, uh, people like their their own homes, their backyards. and, I, and if people want to live in apartment living, that's fine. But what we see is policy has been uh, used to push people into kind of planning. now when I hear the word planner, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want you to plan my life for me. Uh, but when um, we we've seen that, as you mentioned, moving into uh, pushing apartment living, and then this was a year, well, this was probably a year and a half ago. I'll have to find it. But I thought it was odd that Kamala Harris had said that she wanted to make sure that there was a park within walking distance of just about everybody in all of these metro areas. And I'm thinking, hmm, they want to put us in these boxes and then have a park for us to go to. But then when COVID came, they shut down the parks. Mm-hmm.
3: And so the best park was your own backyard. Right. <laughs> right. That's And I think that's what homeowners started to find. and. Um, as we continue to build some single family homes in the metro area, because of the cost of land and the cost of development, our lot sizes get smaller and smaller, but the houses get bigger. And so you end up with, you know, a five by five piece of AstroTurf, um, that may suffice your four legged family member, but that's about it. (laughs) Not much baseball in that backyard. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But as Rand O'Toole has mentioned, is we've created this with these urban land boundaries mm. and uh, saying that you can't build past this or, or once again control. And we've found that I, I talked to a number of young millennials that they would really prefer to have a home now instead of apartment living. And uh, now that the veil's off, though, I think we can make some changes on this, Karen.
3: We hope so, and I know you mentioned millennials, and they were a little bit later in life to the understanding of home ownership because they wanted to be more mobile and they were more urban thinkers, and all of a sudden, we are seeing this housing shortage because our millennials have come into the marketplace and understand the building of wealth through their home. And not only does it give them shelter, it gives them the possibility Of creating that wealth. So um, here we sit with lots of people wanting homes and not enough homes to sell them.
1: Well, let's talk some more about all this in segments three and four. We could probably just continue right on. (laughs) We've got some headlines I'd like to go through, but I have had many of you reach out to me so concerned. Joe Biden was inaugurated president last Wednesday. And he has been signing all kinds of executive orders that are not in the best interest of everyday hardworking Americans. And when everyday hardworking Americans do well, the world does well. And I know that so many of you are concerned. I was talking with another friend of mine this weekend, and uh, it was really an interesting conversation. But she sent this Bible verse to me, which I'm going to share with you as our inspiration for today and it was it's from isaiah and he was a prophet who lived 740 bc to 681 bc and steve this is for you okay fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand i thought that was just very appropriate producer steve for the times that we're in right now
0: it is. I just wish I could get my head and my heart around it more because I'm, i just becoming so much of a doubter anymore.
1: Well, you look at the headlines. the The great thing, though, is is that the veil is off. All this has been percolating underneath the surface. Karen, you mentioned this policy thing. This has really been going on, I think, since the '80s. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm, I guess, if there's anything, I'm just really grateful that the. The veil is off on this. And that voice that you heard just a moment ago is Producer Steve. And I I forgot to say thank you to this great team I get to work with. That's Producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, and Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. I think it's important that we remember and we be grateful for the things that we have. And make sure that you tell all those that you love that you love them every day. And uh, we need to live with intention. My friends, people, many of you are asking, what can we do? First thing I would say is, uh, if you have to, dust your Bibles off <laughs> I, and uh, get into daily Bible reading. I had been doing that, and I'd gotten sidetracked, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing that again, Karen. You do that regularly, don't you? Can
3: I you... do, and uh, this Sunday, um, our pastor put out a challenge. He's asked us to read 1 Corinthians 13 every day for the next seven days.
1: First Corinthians thirteen. And uh-huh. okay. he
3: used um I maybe you've heard of Hard Seventy Five. It's a it's a it's really to build your mind and commitment, but it's sort of a health program and um there's um pillars of the things you have to do every day, which are read ten pages of nonfiction, work out twice a day, be on a diet. You can pick any diet. Um Take a selfie every day. So he gave us a seven-day challenge, and it is to give up something, give on to somebody, give love to somebody specific, pick somebody out. um, Read 1 Corinthians 13. um, Give, did I say give up something? I think I'm giving up chocolate just for seven days. We'll see how that goes. Um, And then... Oh, take a selfie with the person that you're going to love on for the next seven days. So pick somebody in your life, and you're going to serve them daily. Just, you know, something that doesn't cost money. Okay. And I think the purpose is that we need to be kind and loving to each other, but we also need to share the truth.
1: There you go. Sounds like it. I'll have to check that out. (laughs) Hard 75 and 1 Corinthians 13. Okay. Well, we are looking at these issues, my friends, we have to ask these questions when we're talking with people. What, why, when, how, where, and who? And we talked about daily Bible reading. Uh, find a church that preaches the gospel, not social justice, preaches the gospel. Pray, work, and then we have to go to work on election integrity. Mm-hmm. That And that needs to start right now and... and um, so we're going to start to have some focuses on that on the show as well. Because if we don't have election integrity, we don't have a country. And, uh, and so that's just really important that we do that. We're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, another one of my great partners is Hooters Restaurants. And uh, they have five locations uh, right here in the metro area. There's uh, Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Loveland, and Colorado Springs. And Wednesdays are Wings Day. In fact, I stopped by and picked up Wings the other night. And they were really good. They were the Texas barbecue uh-huh. uh, the uh, with the rub on them. And, of course, when the girls come over, I always have them. And uh, they're, they're always a real always hit. Always good. <laughs> and, but they have all kinds of specials. So go to HootersColorado.com to check that out. That's HootersColorado.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, Karen Levine, award-winning realtor, with Remax uh, RE-MAX Alliances in studio. We're gonna go through some headlines. We're gonna talk about housing and connect all these dots for you. So stay tuned.
0: Recently rates in the mortgage market have hit near record lows. Lorne Levy with Polygon Financial notes that the COVID-19 Wuhan virus disruption has created potential opportunities to refinance your mortgage that could save you thousands of dollars. And for those senior listeners who may be looking for another source of income, exploring a reverse mortgage with Lorne Levy may be a solution. With over 17 years in the mortgage industry, Lorne Levy has the experience to answer your questions. Call Lorne Levy at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881 for a mortgage checkup today. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of The Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. In studio with me is my good friend and valued partner of the show, Karen Levine, award-winning realtor with Reed Max Alliance. Karen, let's go through a few of these headlines here. Uh, first of all, affordable, reliable, efficient, and responsible energy is another bedrock to the middle class. And uh, having, I love it when I turn turn on the switch, I have lights, I like heat, I like uh, to be able to go where I want to, when I want to, with my car, and that's all because of fossil fuels, of hydrocarbons. And um, under the Trump, administ- uh, Trump administration, what had happened is that we had become energy independent. And I remember, I think in the Biden administration, I think there were times that I I filled up with gas. It was over $4 four a gallon.
3: And probably you mean the Obama administration. What did I say? A Biden.
1: Oh, uh, the Obama-Biden administration. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm looking yes, in the future. That's where we're future. headed.
3: <laughs> exactly. I remember those days, you know, $4 a gallon and... Um, That's hard on your pocketbook.
1: It's really hard on your pocketbook. And the people it affects the most is those that are trying to go up the economic ladder Mm -hmm. because they'll have to use that money for fuel. The idea, what they're trying to do is they're trying to push people into uh, mass transit. Right. But the problem was, and and I had um, Tom on last week, who's in the oil and gas investment banking business, and maybe it was the week before, and... We were talking about that single mom who she wants to be upwardly economic mobile. And if she doesn't have her own vehicle, she is constrained to finding jobs along that corridor where there is uh, trains or or buses. The other thing is, is it's not that safe for her to be standing out to, at a bus stop or a train stop in the early morning or late night.
3: Exactly. An interesting um, little Side note on um, churches two years ago, we raised money to buy oh, vehicles right. I remember for that. single moms and households that did not have a vehicle because the biggest thing keeping them from getting employed was access to their jobs.
1: That I remember when you guys were doing Mm -hmm. that. That was so awesome. So look at what Biden has done. Two things. First of all, this is from the Center Square, says the Biden administration orders halt to new oil and gas drilling on federal lands for 60 days. And then we also know that he has stopped the uh, construction of the Keystone Pipeline. And just think about that. Does that mean when he stops that construction, Karen? that the Canadians aren't going to want to sell that oil?
3: Well, I heard that our Canadian friends weren't really happy about this.
1: They're not very happy about that. And Steve, I imagine that they're probably going to want to sell that someplace, don't you think?
0: Uh, Yes, obviously. I mean, they're not going to sit there and and stockpile uh, when they certainly could probably have buyers somewhere else in the world. But this whole thing, I've been watching it really closely. As Karen just said, yes. Canadians are not happy. We talk about the job losses here in our country. They have the same thing going mm-hmm. on there. I think of the money that's already been spent on this infrastructure. That's basically I guess, for the time being, it's being wasted. And, uh, oh, our standing in the world in terms of, is this not all part of uh, the U.S.-Mexico Canada Agreement, MCA? I, I, th- that, I think so. I mean, uh, we know that it Construction and the concept started before Trump, but I'm sure with the uh, U.S.-Canada, Mexico-Canada agreement, that there were provisions in there for the uh, pipeline because we were planning on on that level of trade. And now the rest of the world looks at this and says, well, wait a minute, you get an agreement with the U.S., they could back out at any time. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so a couple of things. If, in fact, they're going to continue to want to sell that oil into the United States, it will be transported either by truck or by rail. And just think about the carbon f- uh, footprint of that, although um, my understanding is, is there are some very big Democrat donors that have uh, are heavily invested in railroads. So not that I would think that there might be any Connections on that, but the other thing is, could you not see the Chinese stepping in and saying, "Hey, we'll how about let's build a pipeline uh, to the coast, and then we can get that fuel or that oil and over to uh, China, which they need?" And uh, it's going to leave us totally flat-footed. It's going to increase the cost of our energy. It's going to affect our national security, and all this is done. It's not even been. Seven days yet,
3: Karen? Uh, No, it has not. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: that is one of the headlines there. Next headline I wanted to mention is uh, because of COVID, we didn't have the National Western Stock Show this year. And uh, I, I personally have to ask why. But that really hurt, once again, our restaurants and our hotels and, and it was about a $120 million hit to the economy, Karen.
3: Well, and not only um, did it affect those people financially, um, I love the Hall of Education, and I go to all the vendors. And there are some vendors I visit every religiously year. every year, and um, that's one of their biggest shows. So that is a huge income producer for them and they didn't have that opportunity either um i know national western tried really hard to do some things virtually um but of course you know that's not the same and running videos of past rodeos etc but as a child who literally grew up down at the fairgrounds um i'm missing it a lot
1: i know (laughs) so uh it's just uh, it's unbelievable to me uh, what happened to our economy because of the um, reaction to the in, in disruption to the uh, as the China virus? Yes. We know it came from China, and uh, with that, um, we had seen that Colorado had trumpeted the fact that we were one of the best economies in the country for a number of years, and I think a lot of that was because we were able to keep spending in check because of Tabor, Colorado's taxpayer mm-hmm. bill of rights. But uh, recently, we, it was reported that we are now in the bottom nine, and uh, here CPR, Colorado Public Radio, just reported that our unemployment rate jumped to 8.4% in December. Uh, as this new round of restrictions hit the leisure and hospitality sectors. And that's the highest it's been since reaching the 10.6% in June. My friends, we've got to get these businesses opened back up. We need to get rid of these restrictions, and we're seeing a world of hurt on that. Next thing I wanted to mention, this is from uh, Complete Colorado. And as you all know, there was a vote to introduce wolves uh, west of the, co- um, the Continental Divide. First of all, I have to ask the character of all of us on the Front Range, or all of those on the Front Range, I can't say us, those on the Front Range that voted at the ballot box to introduce a predator into our rural uh, farming and ranching communities. It seems absolutely cruel. If Boulder wanted to have wolves, they should have voted to have the wolves introduced into Boulder. But uh, <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> no, not, not, no. In <laughs> not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. And so this was a real assault on the property rights of our farmers and our ranchers. And again, I, I say I'm grateful that the veil is coming off. Uh, there was a meeting meeting. On January 13th with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission where they began the process of this forced introduction of wolves to Colorado pursuant to this Prop 114 which narrowly passed with a very bare margin uh, and just under 57,000 votes if you can believe that and so this new statute requires the CW um, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission to create a plan to introduce and manage these gray wolves This is what I find really interesting. Governor Jared Polis attended the meeting via Zoom and asked the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission to fast-track the process to get wolves on the ground in 2022 rather than 2023. Uh, One of the things that our elected representatives is supposed to do is to protect our private property rights. Mm -hmm. And here... Governor Polos wants to fast-track an assault on the private property rights of rural Colorado. Uh, I find that very, very troubling. Um, Let's ask Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, what he thinks about that.
2: I think we have plenty of wolves already in Colorado, (laughs) and they reside at the Capitol.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we're all, it seems like we're all the sheep right now, Jason. That's why people need to have a good plan. Uh, Things are, they're changing so quickly. Biden hasn't even been in office for a week. And we see China. Patty had found this uh, um, headline, if it's someplace in the back here, that China has uh, uh, like a, a, Oh, it's something just in the Caribbean. I'll, I'll have to talk about that tomorrow. But anyway, Jason. Land, remember? they
3: bought land. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jason, uh, people need to sit down and have a plan, uh, even though things are changing so quickly.
2: Well, it's it's good to have a roadmap. Um, you may have some detours along the way, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, no uh, plan ever goes exactly as you planned it to and uh, you know with a retirement plan or something that's going to help you spend your money in retirement and keep a paycheck coming in yeah, there's going to be some years it'll be better than others uh... there may be years that uh, your your investments earn more than you need to live on and in those years generally you leave the extra in there as a cushion for the years when it doesn't earn as much as you need, and uh, and then you're kind of dipping into the corpus or the principal of your account. So it's 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 never just exactly the same every year, Kim. Uh, you also have emergencies that come up. So even once you have made your plan and you retire, you still need to keep on planning through your retirement.
1: Well, that's for sure. And if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that is why I recommend folks give you a call, Jason. What's that phone number?
2: Uh, give us a call, 303-694-1600. That's 303-694-1600.
1: Okay, Jason, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: You have a good one, Kim.
1: Thanks so much. We're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with Karen Levine, uh, award-winning realtor with RE-MAX Alliance. Stay tuned. Karen Levine has over 30 years in the real estate industry. The reaction to the COVID-19 Wuhan virus is presenting unprecedented and unpredictable opportunities and challenges in buying or selling your home. That is why you need to work with award-winning realtor Karen Levine. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by Kim Munson. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Karen's expertise will help guide you through this crazy real estate market. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516 today.
0: You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com.
1: Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And if you want to be part of the mission here of what we're working on, uh, we'd love to have you help us out on that as well. You can contribute at the Website In studio with me is my good friend, also a great partner of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, and that is Karen Levine. Karen, you had just the wisest thing that you said during break. What was that?
3: (laughs) Well, I was pondering this gray wolf thing, and I'm like, the governor is fat. wants to fast-track gray wolves. Shouldn't he be a little more concerned about our unemployment in Colorado and maybe fast-track employment for our citizens? I just think our priorities seem to be a bit messed up. I
1: think you're right on that. And uh, also, you and I both found in this encyclopedia of headlines that Patty has, for us, and this was from the GatestoneInstitute.org regarding Chinese military bases in the Caribbean. It says China also seems to have a military agenda in the Caribbean region. Chinese Defense Minister. Wei- I'm not going to try that. Already is on record expressing China's willingness to deepen military cooperation with Caribbean countries. Of more concern to U.S. security interest is the ongoing seaport expansion project in the already commercially important port of Kingston, Jamaica, as well as the port at Freeport, Bahamas, China's possible new base of operations 90 miles off the U.S. coast. China is clearly not a government that honors its agreements. The U.S. can ill afford any Chinese drive to place under threat any Western hemisphere country, much less the United States. I was not aware of that, Karen.
3: Yeah, that was brought to my attention um, kind of probably over the last 10 days. And um, we've been having a couple conversations in our circle of friends and Apparently, they are also dredging and increasing the size of these islands for their needs um, in the, the South China mm, Sea. Yeah, well, no, these islands, Jamaica, and they are actually creating more landmass to accommodate the military bases. Is what we had heard, and I think what I find again priorities is I'm a little concerned of the new administration who. Doesn't seem to be positioning us in a very protective environment. Well, I feel vulnerable.
1: Yes, and <laughs> we've seen a human rights violations with China, and they they don't honor private property rights either. And we seem to <laughs> there seems to be a trend going on mm-hmm. here. But let's jump over to our subject, and that is you are an expert on housing, and Karen, you also do. A lot of volunteer work because, I mean, it's all connected with your business, obviously. Mm-hmm. But private property rights, home ownership. There's something about it, it cracks me up when I see signs that say uh, apartment home living. I never, when I lived in an apartment, I never felt like it was mine. I was always concerned if I was going to hang something on the wall. Could I paint the wall? No, I can't paint the wall. And there's just something about owning your own home uh, or your condo. And we've seen public policy here in Colorado where, uh, because of the construction defects mm-hmm. law, that it really reduced the, uh, the uh, construction of condominiums. But that has happened, public policy, across the country, you've said.
3: Yeah, I, that's what I found interesting is Colorado used um, our construction defect legislation that got passed – Now, I think it's somewhere around 10, 12 years ago, um, that kept developers from building condominium units, ownership units, um, in the front range. And then as I traveled um, nationwide for the National Association of Realtors, I heard that complaint in other metropolitan areas. And I heard them saying, when are they going to stop building luxury apartments? Why are they building so many luxury apartments? And I realized that this was a nationwide problem. That we used our legislation as an excuse, and yet it was permeating throughout the nation that we weren't building entry level housing, which, because of um, affordability and cost of land, multifamily housing is the ideal entry level product for people to start home ownership.
1: Well, one has to ask why. On because this transit orientated development, when I got onto city council, that seemed to be this real uh-huh. big push, and I again it didn't. What I was seeing is public policy was forcing something, and then they were saying, "This is what you all want." Well, the free market will let you know what people really want instead of public policy, and then I realized, as uh, we started to do more research that this is really the. It's been a movement, and again, I I kind of felt it underneath the surface, but the World Economic Forum has come out with predictions that should strike fear in all of us everyday people across the world, and I had sent Mm -hmm. this to you. Josh Phillip, with the Epic Times, who we have on regularly, had interviewed... um, Paul Kinger, regarding the abolition of private property rights. And you can check that out. It's a December 31st piece in the Epic Times. And in it, there is a link to what the World Economic Forum, which is the group that meets in Davos, has what their goals are by 2030. Could you believe it?
3: No. Number three, U.S. dominance is over. We have a handful of global powers. Well, Based on the trend, that's going to be Russia and China, Germany, potentially, in Japan. And I'm thinking, have we not had issues with China and Russia for decades? And we're going to allow them to take away what we have built as a nation?
1: Well, and it seems like some public policy that has been uh, introduced within the last five days is plays right into that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to number one which I found just really fascinating. It says all products, and this is what their vision is. They mm-hmm. want to plan this by 2030. All products will have become services. This Danish MP, Ida Auken, said this. She said, I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. Um, what kind of life is that?
3: Well, it sounds rather costly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think about oh, I need a KitchenAid mixer tonight for my dinner, so do they deliver it to my door and then take it away? Well, yeah. I, I, And then we were talking about the futurist that was at one of my realtor um, meetings. We call it the Region 11 conference. And he was talking about we wouldn't own a car because you just call the car. The car would drive itself to your doorstep, but your garage would become now a garage for batteries.
1: Weird. But that is what some of them are trying to use public policy towards. We even saw during mm-hmm. COVID that they wanted to shut down some of these streets. And on there, there's this mural that's painted near like Colfax and Clarkson, and it says streets are for people. And it shows people walking around. Actually, streets are for cars for people to be able to go where they want to, Mo- when they want to. Mobility. Mobility. And uh, the other thing is, is those, and I was at some of those meetings when I was on city council where they'd come in and they'd say uh, that we're going to have driverless cars and that it'll come to you. And then, well, just think about the congestion of of all of these cars, all of these driverless cars going around and uh, the congestion of them getting to your place, going back, where do they, where do they park all night? And so it's all this kind of pie in the sky thing, but ultimately it is an assault on our everyday mobility is what it is. And I remember I was in a big a big conference or a big meeting. I think it was a luncheon meeting. And one of the futurists, in fact, I think it was Obama's Department of Transportation person, was talking about all of these things and that we'd have computers that mm-hmm. were running our cars. And I, I held up my hand and I said, well, actually, sometimes my computer goes down and I'm not sure I want to be going uh, 90 miles an hour, or 70 yeah. miles an hour, uh, and not be able to do something about it. And Steve, I I'll, always said to you, I keep getting kicked off of the internet, both at home and here. I have to reconnect. If I'm in a driverless car, that seems like that would be a problem, Steve.
0: <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think? I had an interesting discussion with a friend uh, we socialized with. He works for the WAPA, which is the operator, the maintainer of the Western portion of the power grid. We got to talking about this, and some of the things that he mentioned to me, it's it's not being discussed in political circles because, frankly, I don't think they understand it. But the uh, EVs uh, Mm -hmm. will cause quite a bit of drain on the system. The system, basically, as it sits now, depends on certain things to happen throughout a 24-hour day. Things that should normally happen Or things that normally don't happen, depending on nighttime, daytime. And uh, again, it's too much to go into here and now, but it was kind of fascinating that we don't have the infrastructure to support a very large population of EVs.
1: Well, and the other thing that you've seen is Excel and uh, Governor Polis have been very connected. And let's think about it. Again, big business and big government like each other. So if Excel can actually uh, push everybody to their product, uh, and then you've got public policy. We see Biden trying to shut down oil and gas development. It seems like there's a, a bit of... I want to say collusion on that. But the other thing, and this was another headline here in this, um, (laughs) Here, I know it's in here, and that is, is that, here we go. This is from the National Pulse. Biden rescinds the Trump order, and Trump's order banned the Chinese communist involvement in the U.S. power grid. Do we not see a problem on that, Karen? (laughs) Were you aware of that?
3: No, but that just adds to this rhetoric that, we're sharing this morning um which is if we do not get up each morning and start to fight for our freedom we will have no freedom
1: right and uh, so we need to live with intention and mm-hmm. voter uh, voter integrity election integrity those are the first two places to to start let's uh, let's continue on so we talked about number one here and this is davos the davos agenda what in I looked at this when I first found this there was a list of the attendees there was a link to that Mm -hmm. and it's not in there now but it's people from all over the world but uh, like uh, is it Jamie Dimon who's the head of uh, Chase Uh, he he was on there Um, no he's J.P. Morgan sorry J.P. Morgan and uh, the head of the New York Stock Exchange who's Kelly Loeffler's husband you know Kelly Loeffler was one of the Georgia senators who Uh lost her seat but I found that interesting. The head of NASDAQ. These are people that you would think that they're Americans that would be standing up for private property rights instead of going Mm -hmm. to a meeting and let this be the agenda. So let's go to number two. Oh, of course. We just talked about this. Mm -hmm. There's a global price on carbon. And uh, fossil fuels... We talk about it all the time. They make our lives better. And people across the globe would like to make their lives better. They would, And we should be trying to figure out how to, to help them do that. And uh, making carbon, making fossil fuels more expensive, we've just said that when we talked about $4 a gallon gas, how that really affects the people that are trying to, to get up that economic ladder.
3: Well, and it just goes back to when you don't have a free market, you pay more.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
3: And and when it says right here, global price, that means it's a fixed price. That's not going to be a good fixed price.
1: Right. And it doesn't seem like the price fixers can ever fix the price uh, where it really works. The free market is but, what really uh-huh. does that. Uh, Karen, let's go to break and let's continue on. Uh, because as I read these things, it was like... Voodooville. I just couldn't (laughs) believe it. But before we get to uh, go to break, another one of my great partners is Castlegate Knife and Tool. They're located in Sedalia, Colorado. And Hal Van Herkey, he is such an entrepreneur. They're They're going to be doing knife sharpening. They have knives from the best blade makers from throughout the world. They've got these cool watches. He's just continuing to innovate and create. And I'm just so grateful that they're a partner. So go to castlegate.com for more information. That's castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Karen Levine.
0: Predovich and Company understands that the COVID-19 Wuhan virus disruption has individuals and businesses scratching their heads with a variety of bookkeeping, tax planning, and accounting questions. Predovich & Company knows that you need trusted professionals to help you navigate these choppy waters. Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call Predovich & Company at 303-791-3000 to organize your personal and business finances. Call 303-791-3000 today.
1: Now more than ever, it is important to have independent voices bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing us, our families, our communities, our state, our nation, and our world. The Kim Munson Show is one of those important voices. Kim is a truly independent entrepreneur. She purchases her broadcast time, which gives her total freedom in production of the show and scheduling of guests. If you'd like to support The Kim Munson Show, go to her website, Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com, and click on the Contribute button under Kim's picture. Kim greatly appreciates your help and support. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And to be sure and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Patty just texted me. She said the World Economic Forum Davos Agenda Conference started today. And it goes through the 29th. You can follow it at WeForum.org. WeForum.org. We better be watching what they're doing there. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, Karen Levine, we haven't given your phone number yet. How can people reach you? People
3: can reach me at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516.
1: And if people are looking at new bills, uh, down in the Castle Rock area, I see there's a lot of new homes being built. If you are looking at a new build, bring Karen with you to that meeting because uh, having her on your side of the table is a really good thing. So you work with new bills, you help people buy and sell homes, you're a great negotiator, you get to a win-win for everybody. And so I'd highly recommend that people give you a call at 303-877-7516. Okay, Karen, let's continue on since Davos is uh, meeting uh, today. This is what they had uh, come up with their vision. What is number four? On their eight things that they plan out for us?
3: Well, farewell hospital. Hello, home spittle. Okay. <laughs> Which I find interesting.
1: It says that technology will have further disrupted disease, writes Melanie Walker a medical doctor, and World Bank advisor. The hospital, as we know it, will be on its way out with fewer accidents thanks to self-driving cars and great strides in preventative and personalized medicine. Scapels and organ donors are out. Tiny robotic tubes and bioprinted organs are in. Well, um, how are we living? Are we just going to be living in our, I guess, a lockdown? Uh Yeah. (laughs) I was just
3: going to say, oh, isn't what we've just been through or are going through in the midst of. Um, we have been sequestered to our homes. This just looks like one more thing on the list. Like, mm. yeah, and th- but then we don't have enough homes for people to live so in. So what's going
1: to happen? Okay. Yeah. That's why we need to be living with intention.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Number five seems very connected to the wolf Reintroduction into Colorado. What's that? What's number five, Karen?
3: Um, We are eating much less meat. Well, that's because the wolves apparently will be eating the More meat. meat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I also remember when I was on city council (laughs) that I saw a a headline where they were encouraging us how good bugs were. And I'm like, if you want to eat bugs, that's fine with me. However... I am a Kansas farm girl, and I really do like beef. And beef is good for you.
3: It is. It is. It's like anything. um, You need to eat all good items in moderation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So once again, can you not connect the dot here with this wolf reintroduction? Introduction. Introduction. Okay. Okay. Number six uh, says, today's Syrian refugees will be 2030 CEOs. Highly educated Syrian refugees will have come of age by 2030, making the case for the economic integration of those who have been forced to flee conflict. The world needs to be better prepared for populations on the move, writes Lorna uh, Slees, founder and CEO of the non-governmental organization Blue Rose Compass, as climate change will have displaced 1 billion people. I wanted to make a note on climate change. When I looked at my phone yesterday, it said that it was going to snow last night where I live. Uh And it didn't. If they can't get it right within 24 hours, how the heck can they tell us what the climate's going to be in 100 years? This is something that has been, I think, weaponized against people as well. Um, And and again, if we have uh, Syrian refugees who are CEOs... That's great, as long as we're competing in the full market or free market, and that people are being hired because of their hard work and and um, their meritocracy.
3: Their Their expertise, their knowledge, right? Yeah, their ability to do the task at hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Those would. uh, Those seem to be the things that we should be uh, searching for. Oh, number seven. This is, this is pretty terrifying. This, again, is this is coming out of Davos. Mm-hmm. Do you want to low light that one?
3: Um, so number seven is the values that built the West will have been tested to breaking point. So that basically says to me that the agenda is to devalue, valueize, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Um, really what the American people, the American nation was built on.
1: And if the Western values, the Western ideals were so bad, why is it that we are the country that everybody wants to come to? Uh, Last I checked, there's no caravans at the uh, border of China. Correct. There's no caravans trying to get into Russia. And so we have to ask, why? Why do these people, again, many of our top Titans of of business and government go to Davos. Why are they not standing up for these Western values that have made them successful and wealthy? Karen, I don't understand that. I know it's a subjective question.
3: I think. Well, I'll just take it back home. Is um, I've been sitting in government affairs meetings at the local realtor association, and I've been listening to this rhetoric. And I have asked city council. I have asked. Urban planners, I've asked, why no home ownership units? Everything you just, you know, your real estate forecast for 2020, 2021, 2022 is, and we will have uh, apartment complex here, a car- apartment complex here. And I ask, well, why no ownership units? They don't have a freaking answer. They look at me like, how dare you ask the question? Mm-hmm. And I finally said at government affairs this year, If we don't start speaking up and fighting for home ownership, we will have no home ownership. And I actually, if you can have a standing ovation on Zoom, the other members have been fearful to speak up. And they, I think, honored the fact that I guess had a little bit of guts to say, what do we really stand for and what do we care about? And this is not only our industry, this is for the betterment of the people in our communities
1: absolutely and they've they've used the term urban sprawl to prevent uh to prevent uh the development of homes for people but i actually find quote-unquote urban sprawl pretty beautiful Mm -hmm. Uh, that means that everyday people have their own backyard Uh, and again they may be smaller uh, but uh, they have their own backyard they if if we are in a lockdown situation i i uh been at a gathering uh, over the holidays and there were a number of millennials there and they said, we would love to have our own home. We are so tired of being cooped up in this apartment. We can't go work out. We can't do this. And it is a crime of what has been happening, Karen. And uh, we need to get our businesses open back up with no restrictions. Mm-hmm. This last one, uh, do you want to hit that one?
3: Uh well, I think, oh, oh, you mean I told you we were moving to Mars? Um, so it says by 2030s, we'll be ready to move humans toward the red planet.
1: I have a lot of people that I would suggest get on that ship first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm like, uh, whatever. It, 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 it's just when you look at these eight predictions, and these are world leaders, it concerns me that we have lost sight of the priorities of America, but the priorities of the human race.
1: Well, and if you take a look at these first 27 um, executive orders that have been signed by Joe Biden, we can see how connected these are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm they they thought that they were just headed towards this, and then Trump happened. And I am very grateful with um, what happened during the Trump administration as far as we now have seen the veil come off. It's been unmasked. Uh, and uh, we, we now know what, what, what we're up against here. And all this has been underneath the surface. And uh, I talked to... Someone who said, well, gosh, I watch, I've watched the Davos stuff on CNBC and all the business channels, and they never talked about this. Hmm. And that's why we need to be making sure that you are reading other things. If if you have somebody in your life that is only watching CNN and just watching the mainstream media, and I know that we have questions on how can we interact with them, and I'd say, let's have a challenge I promise to watch CNN for an hour, as long as you promise to do something for an hour, like listen to the Kim Munson show or something like that, and have a challenge to try to open up their minds. And I think we also need to realize that nearly 80 million people voted for Donald Trump. Half of the people that voted for Joe Biden, if they knew the truth now that it's coming out, said that they wouldn't. And then there's that other than smaller percentage that I think we need to challenge to ask them to start to n- not just read, look at the same media, and th- I think those are some things, uh, some ways that we can start to get, get our country back. Karen, we have just about a minute, and uh, the work that you're doing for private property rights is so important. And I highly recommend if people, I know the market's super, super tight, and that's why people need to work with you because you you know what's going on and you also understand the big picture. And it's so great to have you as a partner. It's great to have you in studio.
3: Well, Kim, thanks always for having me. And I would just encourage um, th- your listeners that if they have questions about real estate holdings, home ownership, buying, selling, um, I would encourage them to reach out to me. There's no commitment, but I am available to empower them to have the knowledge they need to be able to make those decisions. And these are big decisions. It's the roof over your head, but it's also what has probably helped you develop wealth or will give you that opportunity.
1: And probably it's it can be a good investment if we go into a highly inflationary time as well, correct? Correct. Okay. Karen Levine, great to have you here. People can reach you at 303 877 7516 That's 303-877-7516. And uh, you get a prize for being here Monday morning.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Started my week out bright and early. There you go.
1: (laughs) And our quote for today is from Isaiah. It's 9-2. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness... On them has light shined. And we are seeing the light on a lot of these different policies, and now we need to do something about it. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.